Black Soul Me is now in its 11th year. Uh, obviously, the idea when it started, you know, for years I performed to literally just white only crowds because that's what comedy was in South Africa. That's what stand up comedy was in South Africa. And uh, I went to my manager, Roddy Quinn, and, and Kim Murray, and I said, I want to do a show where I can perform to black people because, you know, there weren't any, there were no. There was no black stand-up comedians. There was no black stand-up comedy industry. Mm-hmm. So that's where the idea came about. And we did the first show October 2004 at the Mandela Theater where we had one show which was called King Size Comedy where there was like a thousand white people that started at 7 o'clock. Half past nine, we had the Black Song show where there was a thousand black people in the same venue, in the same country. Mm-hmm. So, you know... Sometimes there's nothing wrong with people wanting to watch themselves or laugh at themselves and, and listen to people talk about them and their lives and what they understand, you know? Mm-hmm. It's got nothing about race. It's a, a lot of stuff is really about the language. That's why you still have colored people or Indian people on Black Song and you still have, like, a, every show a token one white comedian. Now, 11 years later, the show has grown from what it started off as. How is that? How does that make you look at things going into this specific show 11 years later? You know, it's it's interesting because you know last year we celebrated our 10 years of democracy, and of course, lately in politics, there's been all these things about media and the new bill that uh, was supposed to be signed in Parliament, the secret bill, and all these things. And then now, just literally coming from the state of the nation address and all the drama that happened and going into a comedy show, where now we're also obviously uh, will be making fun of what happened or trying to see what else is there to do alongside uh, all the political parties that are there today, what happened in parliament, the president's laugh. So it's interesting that with you know the cell phones being jammed and, and TV cameras, some of them being blocked or not being able to see the footage about the EFF being kicked out and going into a comedy show, which, again, makes you rethink and relook at are we really free, are we able to express ourselves and say what we want and make fun of who we want without any intimidation, which personally I haven't experienced. You know, I think we can still do that. I think comedians, in fact, are doing more and more of that. Uh, Lois Ogola on LMN is a perfect example. Mm-hmm. After 10, 12 seasons and two international Emmy nominations, every week Lois is making fun of government. You know, it's making fun of politicians, making fun of parliament. So the freedom is still there to some extent. I guess everyone is trying to protect their interests. You know, if if you are in the media or if you are print uh, magazine or newspaper or you are a TV news uh, channel, everybody has different interests. So I guess until such a time, maybe politicians start looking at comedians and saying, actually, these comedians are saying too much or they're allowed too much or they have too much freedom or they shouldn't talk about this and this because it's national security. Maybe then they'll start bothering us. So it's quite interesting to go into this particular show um, with all of that happening. And of course, everyday lives uh, that, you know, comedians talk about. Comedians, because it's a lineup show, I don't control what other comedians talk about. Yeah. I know what I have planned or what I'm going to do, but you know, another comedian can get there and speak about food or talk about where he comes from or speak about his wife and kids and <laughs> say anything about politics.
now you make reference in that you are not sure what the other comedians are going to bring or, or, or the material that they'll bring to the show. Looking at the I lineup, know they're funny and obviously I've seen some of them or I've performed with some of them in the past few weeks in clubs or, or wherever. So you always know that Tolles Moore is funny. You know that Kakiso is funny. And then you obviously expect him to bring new material since the last time he was on Black Song. I mean, all the people have been doing Black Song for years. And I started comedy with Kakiso, so... He can't get to a point where he's not fine. That's yeah. almost impossible. Because yeah. Yeah. to some extent, COVID has become, if you're a Lira and you can sing, you can sing. You know, if you're a Judas Puma and you can sing, you can sing. However, what you sing or the song or the lyrics is then what starts changing uh, the content or whether people like the song or not. But it, it, you can't become untalented in the middle of the road or, you know, get to a point where you can't sing anymore. That's so you've got comedians and people you know that they are funny. Mm-hmm. And on that night, you hope that the material they're bringing and the show that they're going to do is going to be amazing. Now that but I it's know. also based on, on knowing that it's what they do. You know, if you're a traffic cop and you give tickets every day, 10 years later, you will still give tickets. You're not going to arrive to work one day and you can't write a ticket anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now the lineup that you've put together for the show is very interesting. Take me through it quickly. So the token white boy is Dusty Fish. I've been living in Joburg for a while now. I've done a couple of gigs with him. I know he's very funny. Uh, he was recently on tour with Trevor. Uh, Loiso Mandinga, who's been on uh, LNN a bit, started out a couple of years ago on the Nando's Comedy Festival. Um, very, very funny. Doing very, very well at the moment. Gaksolidika, everybody knows. Joey Rathin, everybody knows. In the Pyomunati show together 10 years ago, 11 years ago. Um, funny enough, Joey Rathin, I met him when he was trying to sell us insurance and life insurance policies when he was at uh, Old Mutual and Alexander Gray. And while we were putting together the Pyomunati show, that's how he ended up in the Pyomunati show and becoming a comedian. Uh, Tolles Moore, who I haven't heard on Black Sony in a while, but you know he's become very famous with his own reality show, uh, More Love with his wife, and the other one is just is now the A-list of Joe So Everybody has proven and everybody has been doing all these things. Uh, Tatum Gonzo, that I think uh, he's ready to go on and start doing his own one-man shows and, and just blow people away because he's got something that no one else has. You know, his guitar, his music. He, things very well and he's got all the material that only he can do because mm-hmm. uh, you would need to be able to sing to do the material you would need to be able to play a guitar uh, to do the material we've got a nice mix uh, across Isaac Kampu who's been up and coming and doing a lot of black Sony shows not quite mainstream or famous or anything but you can be on any lineup in this country and, and be able to you know um, to 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 fit in and, and and not feel like he's not ready for that bill or the other comedians are much more bigger or experienced. Mm. And the show is back at what I call the home of Blacks Only, Empress Palace. Yeah, man, for nine years, I think. Well, in the past 10 years or past nine years, we've pretty much been there seven, eight years. Mm-hmm. So, And that's been amazing. Again, you know, the partnership with Empress Palace and them making it a little bit easier to put up the show 
because it's an expensive show to put on and it's hard when you're trying to find other venues because venues are charging ridiculous amounts of money. You know, your convention centers, which is also why it's a small struggle if you do it in Cape Town, you're going to have to spend a lot of money getting other venues or in Durban and losing a bit of money as well. But for me, the passion is to find up-and-coming comics to to get those ones that exist, let them have that platform where you can make so-called black people laugh. Mm. And uh, tickets you know? are still available at CompuTicket? Tickets were still available when I checked yesterday. Uh, they're from 186 to 350. You know, sometimes we say they're 170 to 340, but CompuTicket has to add a fee. <laughs> uh, so some people say, yeah, but I bought for 350. You are saying they're 340. I'm like, okay, they're 350. They <laughs> so tickets are still available at CompuTicket. Um, they can follow me on Instagram at DavidCow1 or on, on I mean, DavidCow1 on Twitter and Instagram, DavidCow. So I'm always posting information about the show. A couple of surprises and, uh, you know, guest comedians that might appear that are not on the bill. That happens all the time. Okay. The last show we did, uh, Jimmy Carr from London, who's world famous, literally, finished his show at Carnival City and then he decided he wants to do Black Song, you know. Mm-hmm. So he had a British comedian who did his own three, four thousand people in Carnival City, finished his show, got in a car, rushed to Empress Palace and came and did over three, four thousand black people because he wanted to be on stage, you know, he wanted to do the show. So lots of awesome, fantastic things have happened on, on, on Black Song that are not planned or expected just to add to the appreciation that we have for our audience. For me personally, you know, I know even if no one ever employed me, I will at least have that one show. Yeah, and you will not let the cat out the bag in terms of what people can expect on Saturday? No, I don't want to give too much away. I mean, we know the comedians are going to be funny to make the show special. 